Welcome back to the Make It Count Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, a small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. All right, Tyler. And my number one question right now <laughs> is, what does an accounting expo look like? All right, so I think what you're... you're you're jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. You got to tell people where I was. All right. So, well, you tell them. I yeah, mean. yeah. So, I was in Vegas for um, AICPA Engage, which, <laughs> you're laughing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, so, so <laughs> let's back up a what's little bit. The, what's AI? So, AICPA, well, let's, if, so this episode, I think we both know, is going to be kind of like, we're going to get into what is, <laughs> some future fun, of accounting. future of accounting, some fun stuff, some kind of antidotes. Uh, so, AICPA, funny story. Uh, what used to be the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, right? And as sexy as it sounds. A wild group. <laughs> a motley crew, they might say. <laughs> and um, But a couple years ago, kind of like in the shadows, changed their name Ooh. to the Association of International... What was the C for? Uh, something Public Account. I don't even remember what the C is for. Consortium? <laughs> that sounds like kind of superhero-ish a little Let's bit. Let's see what it stands for. I don't even remember. See, look, you go on there. America. Oh, here it is. Okay. Literally, this is this is interesting. On I just Google searched it. Their Google listing, American Institute of Certified Public Accountants. Smaller print. Association of Inter- International Certified Professional Accountants. So they put a okay. little fast one on us. Is a it one of those ago. things like we just invited Canada? I think and so. so like and then now- changed. They, they had to figure out an acronym that still yeah. worked so they didn't have to tell anybody. Yeah. Anyway, that's who's putting on the conference. It was in Vegas. Right. Basically, the gist was, you know, like with any conference like this, a lot of breakout sessions. You can kind of pick your path, whether you're a tax person, uh, an accounting or auditing person, or somebody in technology. They have soft skills stuff about leadership and coaching. And so... That's what I did. Gotcha. So is it like, I mean, I've been to a few kind of these like industry conventions. I mean, is it like a big convention center, lots of booths and Mm -hmm. stuff? Yeah. Uh, So it was at the- uh, Who shows up at like Gusto, I imagine? Yeah. I mean, so there's a huge exhibitor hall and it's every major player in the accounting space who wants to get in front of accountants. So yeah, obviously the, you know, some of the- the ones we use, Zero, Gusto, uh, Practice Ignition. Uh, there's all kind of tax software people. There's lenders, like people who do like creative financing. Um, let's see what else. All kinds of different practice management. Bill Pay, Bill pay was a huge one, um, which is getting very interesting, by the way, about how you do. And we say Bill Pay. This is like businesses that, you know, not just that process accounts payable. Like somebody sends you an invoice and you know, you might pay it in 10, 20 days and you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, big exhibitor hall where you can go demo products, get more information, you know, do that kind of stuff. And really I will tell you that's where, like that is what kind of got me going a few years ago when I started using zero, I went to zero con. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So zero con in Atlanta, maybe 2018, I think, but the exhibitor hall, man, I was like, exposed to all these different like technologies and that's what you know so it really does serve a purpose um to get you just exposed and then you can deep dive as you want yeah yeah right so what classes did you what yeah yeah, so what what breakout sessions did you go to i didn't do a ton of like traditional stuff as you can imagine but like i was telling you and the thing that really like i've heard this term before but to see it in action like caught my attention was what's called the acronym is RPA, but it's for robotic process automation. And lots of accounting firms are using this. I would say lots. The the very much innovators 
I don't even think it's in the early majority yet. If you're kind of looking at that adoption right. curve, um, maybe some early majority, but a lot of innovators. Basically, it's it's using software, which you and I talk about all the time, is getting easier and easier to use um, to build your own bot. And yeah. essentially what the bot does is if you've ever gone to somebody's website and that thing pops up and it has canned responses to your questions right. and directs you, that's a bot, yeah. which has been pre-programmed based on, and you'll know more about this. I'm not a you know, developer guy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the way people are using this in the accounting world is to handle repetitive tasks quickly. So take the time on the front end to build a bot. And like, it was so impressive. Like um, the, one, the, the one example I used or I saw was, you know, and, and, and this will resonate more with accountants, but I think people will get the point. Um, somebody with a lot of rental properties. And on a tax return, you have, to, you have to report each rental property like on a separate schedule. So if you're a big real estate investor and you have 100 properties, could you, I mean, that takes a lot of time for somebody plugging that into your tax return, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the example the guy gave us was he built, he, so he got the data from the investor's property management company, and they sent it to him in Excel. Yeah. And he did a little work to format the data in Excel and then ran or created a bot to pull that data. So basically to go on his computer or server or wherever the document is, open the document, pull the data out and put it into the tax software. And he kind of walked through how to do that. And I was just like, my mind was blown. Yeah. Like, cause there is a lot of repetitive tasks we have and we're, I mean, as you can imagine, automating and trying to do things, but like this was another level. This was, Man, if you've got a big project and you know you're gonna have it year after year or month after month, yeah, like it, it was like, and it was, and it wasn't like these are developers. Right. Like I think you mentioned, what'd you say, no code? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No code is just basically. I mean, it's like what it's advertised as. Right. It's just you can build these things that function as software, right, without any knowledge of scripting language, right. You know, so a guy like me, yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect. And a lot of these, like you know, just imagine. If you've ever set up any, like if you've ever set up, I'm, I'm thinking of Grasshopper right now because I'm helping a, a client. The phone system? Yeah. Okay. So like if you've ever set anything up like that where it's like, okay, if this person rings, dial to, you know, right. department one, if this ring, you know, stuff like that. Just imagine a more complicated, sophisticated yeah. version of that right. is kind of where you can get into these like programming a bot. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really fascinating. Oh, it was like. You know, and I love that stuff anyway. I mean, again, I'm no, I don't, you know, try to pawn myself off as a developer yeah. or anything, but like I love efficiency and automation. And so I'm watching this and I'm just thinking about all the use cases in, yeah. in our firm. And then what what the guy presenting was, uh, was mentioning was how you could then build these things and sell them. Right. And go to your clients and say, look, I know your business well enough to know this process right now you have is super manual. And maybe we've we've gotten it better with a cloud software or something like that. But there's still even as a part of that, that is a data entry point or something like yeah. that. What if we built a bot to take this process and that takes us, I don't know, a day yeah. and maybe takes us now 30 minutes. Right. Like the, the one I gave you was he, he built the bot to, to take a rental property data from 100 properties. It put the data <laughs> into the software. I think it said 42 seconds. Sure. It showed it, and it was just like the screen was just flying, <laughs> yeah. like crazy. Yeah. Um, well, I remember my head exploded. So, like, I worked back in the day in Photoshop a lot, and they have like um, just like these batch. You can literally they're called actions, right? And you could record, you know, yeah. okay, I want to add a vignette, 
and then I want to make What's it What's a vignette? Just... It's just like kind of shadowy black around okay. the edges of the photo. It's okay. not really in style anymore. Right. <laughs> but right. anyway, yeah. you know, you could, you could do that and then like add all these other effects to it. And then you could literally just run a whole batch or, and you know, it does that. It would, right. it would load them on the screen. Yeah. And, yeah. It would take a whole task and automate it and yeah. you could do a whole folder and then save it into another folder. And it was just. Yeah. Mind blowing. No, it was for me, it was like, Oh my God, a light bulb went off and I've heard yeah. other people I know using this, but like, uh, just never yeah. took the time to watch it. Well, what I'm thinking is like, you know, we talk a lot about, business and just kind of where the innovation that uh accounting is headed and one of the things you've talked about is like niching down right you know imagine if like you niche in the real estate space and then now okay well i'm going to build a bot for my real estate clients that's that specific absolutely and then you can with that automation if now a task that took four hours is taking 42 seconds then you can either Continue to charge that same premium Absolutely. and save labor costs, or cut your costs down and then expand. Right. You know, or I mean, lower your uh, lower, lower your price, your price right? And get more volume because it's taking you forty two seconds. Right. You know. No, it's crazy, and I think what you're kind of saying kind of leads into a, a next another class, and I think we'll talk about both of them was uh, pricing. So from accountants, um, you know, traditionally, for I would imagine ever have billed by the hour which we don't do a ton of. In fact, it's really for us, it's like the one-off clients or, or things where clients that don't already have a monthly subscription to, with us, um, we do, we'll kind of build by that. Or, or I say build by that. We use the hourly rate to value price things. Um, but what this was talking about was this with Ron Baker. So Ron Baker in the accounting world and really has a very successful podcast called The Soul of Enterprise, really a big expert on pricing. And he was really the one in the accounting world pushing people to go to value pricing, which value pricing, for those that don't know, is simply assessing the needs of your potential customer and billing them accordingly. So you might value a piece of work more than another person. The best example is an expedited piece of work, right? You might, if, you're, if you needed your car fixed today, you might pay more than if you needed it fixed in two weeks. Uh, or if that project meant more to you in terms of the revenue it derived. So like, if I could help you get a loan that was going to save your business, that's worth more than your hourly rate, right? If I could get you a million dollar loan, it keeps your business afloat, but it takes me an hour or two, well, I shouldn't bill you $200 for that. I, you know, that should bill you some mm -hmm. form or fashion. You should bill me a little bit less than a billion. That's right. Just a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Cost benefit, right? <laughs> So anyway, so Ron Baker, um, very followed in the industry, is now talking about what he thinks is the next iteration of accounting pricing, at least to like get people moving, which was the subscription model, which I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't go and research it even further, which what we're doing here to a certain extent, but I think what he would say we're doing is fixed fees. He was saying, go the concierge route, basically kind of a three-tier approach of, of services you'll render. But under the guise of pricing them behind what he called, like, what was he saying? I'm trying to remember the, um, the different methods. I think it was the peace of mind when he said, you know, there's all kinds of different pricing strategies. One is peace of mind, like insurance. You buy it. You never use it, but it's there for the peace of mind. And he was saying kind of, the, kind of a, a, a mix between peace of mind and concierge where we handle everything related to accounting for you. And you feel as though it's being taken care of and the health of your business is being watched. It just, again, peace of mind. And he gave the example of these primary care doctors who are moving away from fee for service 
and are moving more toward smaller client bases, higher fees. And the value proposition to the client is that we're deep diving, we being the, the patient, the, the doctor with the patient. We're doing a more deep dive into your health, wellness, being proactive because we have less clients to serve and our end game is keeping you healthy. And so he gave that analogy to accounting. He said, obviously, you're not practicing medicine, but you're doing the same thing, right? You are keeping your clients' businesses healthy, proactive, strategizing. And so moving toward that model, I thought that was, uh, which is already something we've talked about here internally, but less clients, but deeper dive with them. It's really hard in the accounting world because you've got clients who built your help build your business mm-hmm. and you don't, and they may not be right for that model. And Right. You know, that's yeah, that's what it is. I mean, that's yeah. okay. And concierge, concierge just sounds... Uh, Expensive? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's... And again, I think we have kind of a mix of that. We're, we're trying to go toward that. But I do think the premise is there is that what he was saying, which is true, Yeah, everything you're buying is on a subscription basis. Yeah. People are now coming to expect it. Um, and for lots of reasons, whether it's to move to the front of the line, kind of the... You know, you, you'll like he gave the example of all the different pricing methods, front of the line being TSA pre-check or uh, exclusiveness, a country club or um, this peace of mind concept, insurance or the concierge part, which was wow. all my needs are taken care of and, and all under the guise of frictionless service. Right. So easy, uh, an, um, easy way to pay, which in our world means we're just going to drop the money from you, um, which we already do. Um, but also just rendering services and you're not, and he said, I think was interesting. He says, you're not pricing the services, you're pricing the relationship. And he was trying to get people's mind shifts to minds to shift to the point of saying the client is paying the concierge for the relationship with the firm. The Mm -hmm. firm is meeting my needs and taking things off my plate and handling things, giving me peace of mind and and assuring me of things rather than doing tax returns, payroll, accounting, right. so forth. So I was, I was really uh, intrigued by that. Yeah, and it's funny how different those se- those two things seem on the surface. One where you've got robots, right, who right. are virtually free to a degree. You know what I mean? Right. Eventually, they become free. Correct. You know, like. Yeah, uh, I get you. I, yeah, maybe yeah. I shouldn't have said. Yeah, it, I know what you mean. Eventually, like, they, they lower you leverage time. you leverage the time spent creating them in perpetuity yeah, to exactly. a certain extent. Right, right. So yeah. compared to a relationship, which is always going to be, there is no surplus. Right. You know, everybody's got the same twenty four hours. So when you start having to value a relationship and put a price on that, it does get. It's a different animal, yeah. you know. Right. Um, and I think that's that's what business is. I guess is just kind of figuring out which which one you're going to choose and when and yeah. and how and. Well, I think they. I think the RPA and this concierge model go hand in hand. So kind of to to kind of push back a little bit, because you're trying to create excess capacity. Because if you go a concierge model of people paying you a premium fee and delivering a high-quality service, you don't know when the needs spike. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you've said our top tier is, let's just throw a number, 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Call us with any project. We'll handle it. Three-day turnaround. What does that look like to your team? That means you've got to have excess capacity. Well, if you've got excess capacity, it means you better, or to have excess capacity, you better be efficient. And so what I think all these pricing models, at least the ones that more uh, innovative accountants are 
are pursuing, um, they all are backed by efficiency because you're willing to fix. You're trying to mm-hmm. fix the fee, which which means you're controlling the input costs. So you're always looking to do things faster, more efficient to meet the needs and keep capacity for new products, yeah. new products. So if a client goes in your concierge model, but they pick the middle tier, whatever that is, yeah. instead of 10,000, it's 4,000. And then they say, but you know what? For these next three months, we've got some projects we want to ramp up. Well, you've got to be really efficient and have the capacity to yeah. do that. And so I think that's where RPA comes in is that you are, you are constantly minimizing the time it takes to do redundant, repetitive tasks so that you can have the financial health taken care of to strategize for your clients, to take on new projects and so forth. Yeah. I'm curious how this sits with you. Like I, I kind of, and I think you have to, to a certain grade camped the accounting, this umbrella into there's like compliance and then there's advisory and like compliance is the things that you can know, right? There's, and give or take, there's a rule book, meaning the tax code that's Mm -hmm. black and white for the most part. Yeah. And then there's data, which is also, you know, black and white. And what I'm ultimately getting at is like, I think the day is coming, if not already here in most cases, where that's the world of a bot. Like a bot could eventually with AI and everything could understand the tax code, recall it instantly, obviously, yeah. and then take that data and then, and then com- you know, make it compliant. Right. Um, but the advisory piece takes the human, the concierge, For sure. right? Where they can they can see what the bot does. The bot's just, you know, doing the mundane tasks, mundane, right? Mundane, of course. You know, and so um, then the advisor can take that information and say, okay, that's based on like business experience. That's based on, you know, Intuition. like you mentioned the same doctor analogy, seeing other clients and their health and how it went down. Absolutely. You know? um, and so... Both could get better in the future, I think. If right now it seems like the industry is is slow at both in yeah. some cases, you know, because they're yeah. traditionally sense in the traditional sense they're either just knee deep in the paperwork, Correct. it seems like, and they barely have time for the advising if their clients and to your point in other podcasts, clients may not even realize that that's something they would do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think yeah, I think there's this growing divide between kind of what you would call traditional accountants and more of the innovative ones um, in the sense that, and, and, and again, I don't, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to say this, I don't want to point fingers at anybody, or, but I think what you're pointing out is in our business, and this I think this re- resonates with any business where you're rendering professional services, you've got to get to the point where you are being efficient so that you can advi- give people advice. People don't want to pay for the tasks that set the stage for you to do your expertise work. What you're talking about is advisory. So people have commoditized, and, and to an extent rightfully so, compliance, bookkeeping, all these different things because they see all these other online services doing them. The reason for that is that because they they should they you should use technology you should use bots you should use any method necessary to reduce or eliminate paper pushing manual repetitive tasks and tasks that don't move the needle what clients are willing to pay for again to your point is give me some experience some intuition give me some advice give me help me make my next move that's advisory or 
give example, uh, we notice you're paying 4% in credit card fees. It should be 2.5. Like, let's shop that. Um, we notice you have workflow issues because we let's do a um, flow chart and process. Like, like, and that's what we're kind of moving to. It doesn't minimize the necessity or the significance of compliance. Like, you, your tax return should be accurate and professional, and you should plan for it, and you should use the tax code um, to all of your advantages. But to the extent things can be automated and done with efficiency, you need to take advantage of that. And clients are going to, if they're in exceedingly going to expect that you're not charging them a lot for those services that because they see online services doing them for much cheaper, you know, but the, but so my point in all that is you're trying to get to the point where you can bring the mundane work down such that you can build it in a model that makes sense for everybody where the client feels like they win and you feel like you win as a service provider. <laughs> what does that yeah. all mean anyway yeah no i mean because I, I mean i think that's what people pay for like you were saying like some people don't even realize their cpa does anything other than taxes because they've never told them mm -hmm. you know there's and 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 i think you and i we probably sh struggle with this but this is a good thing like in a professional service business if you're not taking a step back every once in a while and going okay i know we have lots of work to do but if we don't get better at this this and this which means we got to step back from the work a little bit no innovation happens. And so the reason my point in saying all this is like lots of people with their accountant, they're just doing the work because they're so busy. They never step back and say, I know we have to kind of call a timeout here and put work aside. But if we do this process and build this bot, it'll save us time out in the future in perpetuity. But you have to have that foresight to step back and take, you know, and take, take some ownership, work on your business, not in it. Yeah. We talk about that a lot. Um, to then reap the results of building a bot or efficiency, right. whatever other efficiency you want to put in. That's a good place to end it. If you're looking for a bot for your business. <laughs> we haven't so, figured that out yet. So We're working well, on it. Uh, yeah. Don't sell yourself short. I think some of the things I've seen, I've walked in here and seen you guys working yeah. on. I yeah. mean, it's, Maybe you wouldn't call it a bot if you were a software developer, but I well, mean, it's, John, it's close to it. I would know? say like John, I'm, I'm looking in his office as though everybody can see me looking at John. John is like, he's perfect for this. Um, like, he's got a data mind. He's very logical. And what, can I bring up a real quick example? Sure. Okay. I I'm, just closed the podcast, but we'll reopen it. <laughs> can we open <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing about the bots I thought was very interesting was the guy giving the presentation. I'll try to keep this short. He had we a have piece, all the time in the world. Okay. He, had, he said, we're going to make a sandwich. And he had on the table bread, peanut butter, jelly, and a knife. And he said, okay, let's, how do you make a sandwich? And the girl was like, okay. Um, Cut you, the crust. You pull the bread out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he pulls the bread out. He goes, she goes, then you put the peanut butter on the bread. Well, he literally takes the uh, jar yeah, of peanut yeah, butter and yeah. puts it on top of the bread. Yeah. She's like, no, that's not what I meant. He's like, oh, okay. He's, she, he was like, you open the peanut butter. You open the peanut butter. Then she said, you put some peanut butter on the knife. Well, he puts the peanut butter, the knife in, but it's the wrong end. It's the butt end. And his point was, when you're building a bot, or like any of this stuff, it makes sense. It's very, the computer's going to do exactly right. what you tell it to do. Right. If you say put peanut butter on the bread, mm -hmm. it will put the peanut butter, the jar, on the bread. Right. And so my point is like somebody like John or lots of people coming up with a data mind, that makes a lot of sense because you're used to what you would call logic. Yeah. If this, then that. Like yeah. Zapier, yeah. Well, all these triggers are generally if this, then that. Yeah. And that's what 
what I could tell in the accounting world and finance building bots looks like. Yeah. Until you introduce natural language processing and then like I AI. And, oh God. I mean, that stuff's fascinating. If yeah. you've seen, it, it basically teaches the computer to know when you say make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and not to interpret. Like, oh, I didn't yeah. know. You know, like yeah. if you haven't Google or go on YouTube and watch like uh, Google's, uh, answering service or something. I forget yeah. what it is. But yeah. basically, like, somebody schedules a hair appointment. Yeah, I've seen that before. And it's It's a bot on the phone. Yeah. And yeah. they, like, even program, like, the, like, human just, like, hmm. You know, yeah. like, which yeah. a robot doesn't ever need to say, hmm, which like is kinda, it's thinking. Which you is kind of scary. Sure. They did it for, like, the extra spooky effect. I yeah. just was like, oh, my gosh, the world's over. But and you start thinking about the Jetsons and their, like, <laughs> robot uh, made. Yeah. Yeah, I always think about it too. Everybody worries about AI. You know, like it's fun to like. It's not fun, but yeah. people, you know, Hollywood appreciates like the apocalyptic nature of AI. But right. When, you know, we're not going to give them arms. You know what I mean? Like, why would we do that? It doesn't make any sense. But will we, know, like, them how, will we teach them how to build their own, <laughs> right? Yeah, but like the self-driving yeah. cars, for example. Right. I mean, there's not. They didn't, we didn't build a robot that sits in a seat. Yeah, like a human that can ste- look and steer. Right, it just it has sensors all over the car. Right, is my point. Yeah, you know, like so AI. The is humans, not- yeah, the human element is going to be there. I think in the accounting world, people worry about that. I was like, hold on a second. Like you mentioned, you 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 made the point before I did. The advisory, the 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 redundancy work. Yes, if you're in that business, you are going to be threatened. But if you're not in redundancy, repetitive, and you've already figured out how to automate that. Then people are paying for the service that you're gonna. People are still gonna keep rendering. It's gonna be a human rendering those advisory services. Yeah. So anyway, let's sure. close. I know we've we're going long here. <laughs> no, it's fine. All right. So again, if you need a, if you need a bot or self-driving car, uh, whatever, any any yeah. innovation in your business, definitely go to Mirror Group. Um, certainly, thinking forward in the accounting space, right? Um, and, and holistically about about business in that respect. So. Definitely go to Mir.group, connect with, uh, you can connect with Marcus directly there, um, yep. get on his calendar for free consultation, um, and be sure to check out the other podcasts. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks.